and welcome to a very special edition of Spotlight with Sandhya. The spotlight today is on a man in khaki who wears his heart on his sleeve. He is a fitness enthusiast, a feminist and a strong believer in compassionate and community policing. We are here today in the office of Mr. Bhaskar Rao was formerly the police commissioner of Bangalore and he is now the additional director general of internal security for Karnataka. Good evening Mr. Rao and thank you for inviting us to thank your you so office. Much. We are very privileged to be here in this heritage building. It is a very very old building. This building uh, is about 116 years old and uh, we do not have the documents as such. But we were told that this used to be the mortuary of the Britishers and uh, the ice boxes, ice used to, slabs of ice used to be kept and the body used to be kept here before being taken to the Hosur Road Cemetery for burial for the British officers and the British, uh, the well-heeled uh, Britishers who were occupying posi uh, positions of power here. So the Hosur Road Cemetery started with them. So this used to be some kind of a cemetery, uh, mortuary for them. I hope all the spirits are at rest and they <laughs> we, don't disturb We are bigger them. spirits than them. <laughs> Incidentally, I think both of us went to the same yeah, colleges, right? Yes, National yes, College in yes. St. Joseph's. So, at what point did you decide that you want to become a, a police officer? See, initially I didn't want to start being a police officer. I wanted to be a part of public life. So, at that time, uh, I contested an election and I was the president of National College uh, Jayanagar. So, uh, I wanted to isolate my college from any kind of uh, law and order problems, like nobody should come and disturb us. A lot of students organization is to drag us, come to CM's house, come to Raj Bhavan, we'll right. do this march and that. So, what I did was, I got a very smart idea from a friend of mine. So, I invited the then police commissioner, Mr. P.G. Harlankar as the chief guest for my function. Mm -hmm. And then I kept in touch with him. So, I used to get insulated from this. And uh, Mr. Jayaprakash Nayak, who was assistant commissioner of police in uh, uh, Jayanagar at that point of time for Emily. So, he used to be also be very helpful over there. So, working closely with people has always been my forte. Then uh, when I finally got selected in the third attempt in, into the civil services, I was allotted, uh, the, I, was, I got 101 rank and uh, I was in the Indian Foreign Service. So, I quit the Indian Foreign Service and took one step down because it is first IAS, then uh, Indian Foreign Service and then the Indian Police Service. So, I quit Indian Foreign Service because that is a very beautiful job, very luxurious uh, job moving around, touring around all countries, wearing expensive clothes, meeting the well-heeled. But uh, that would not have suited my nature over there. So, from then on, I have always had a penchant for working closely with people so especially the those who have lost in life or those who have been losers. I love losers oh. because I was a loser. I was At not what so point good. were you a loser from Many everything that so. I have noticed? No, no, see this is what you, see this is your yardstick. My yardstick is, uh, see I, was, I didn't do well in school and uh, I had to repeat classes. Everybody likes to be on the smarter, with the smarter people over there. So till 10 standard by and large, I was a loser only and I was able to, I got only about 59% to, uh, mm -hmm. and in the third list in St. Joseph's College uh, of Arts and Science, I was able to get a seat. That too, because I studied in a Jesuit institution in Patna, gradually improved upon uh, myself to start getting better and better. I may have been a loser as regards academics was concerned, but when it was outdoors, I had my own rules to play. 
the riskiest of the riskiest things over there, jumping into water over there because I, we grew up on the banks of uh, River Gandak, River um, Ganga. Studies may have not been a yardstick to measure me, <laughs> but other areas I did uh, sufficiently. In fact, I did a lot of cycling when I was in in Bihar, I did cycling, first cycling trip was between Patna and a place called Ara, about 70 kilometers away then. So what would you say to any young woman or young man who wants to join the police force? What do you think that they should uh, be doing to get into the police force? Most important is physical fitness. Courage is the most important quality of a police officer. We don't want internet champions or people who find solution on internet. That is apart. You should be in a position to stand in front of people and address them and create confidence. Now, how do you do this? You do this by ha being a part of a lot of extracurricular activities when you were in school, when you were in college. I was a part of NCC, I was in NSS. Then I had a very uh, peculiar organization in our school. It was called LTS, Leadership Training Service. I was a part of Leadership Training Service. In fact, there is one of my passions that in future, I would like to start an institute called LTS because there is no leadership at home itself. People abdicate the responsibility. There is no leadership at, uh, at the office level. There is no leadership at political level. It's, it's all become self-centered. So, as you asked me, the qualities of leadership get developed only when you are outside the class and doing something like NCC, NSS and uh, playing games, meeting friends, not online, not virtual, actual real friends over there. Then you play with them, you play street games with them and you go out and engage in competition. So these are the things which build a lot of uh, resilience inside you and courage and internal strength because you are not scared of losing. Hmm. Today's children are very scared of losing. And in police, I tell all the young police recruits, our job is like Sanya Mirza and Virat Kohli's job. They make a mistake, you realize in 15 seconds they made a mistake. As a police officer, they make a mistake outside. In 15 seconds you'll know, I made a mistake. The media will come to know, the judiciary will come to know, my bosses will come to know, and most important, my subordinates will come to know I made a mistake. So, when you have to operate in such a way, you need lots and lots of courage and confidence to face and take such split-second decisions. These are all not overnight qualities that you develop. Over a period of time, and parents play an important role and I'm very happy my parents gave me a lot of freedom. Freedom to commit mistakes. That is what we don't allow our children to do. So, how much time do you get for your personal fitness? I have heard that you are a huge <laughs> fitness enthusiast. So, how much time do you get I, for that? I was a f uh, fitness enthusiast but uh, ever since I had been commissioner of police for last uh, year, year and a month ago, uh, fitness has definitely taken a beating. And uh, now I must start once again. But when I was in the State Reserve Police, we were able to have cycling programs yeah. that too connected with uh, uh, promoting what we call as uh, the cockiness or the promoting spirit decor of the department. Because uh, when I was in KSRP, uh, we, we passed through a very unfortunate period with a lot of resignations, suicides, uh, then uh, disinterest in work, low morale and um, people falling apart, not having regard for leadership, etc. So we got together and uh, we did a cycling program from Bidar to Bangalore and uh, about 100 of us over there. 
and then we halted only at our own battalions. We did about 1700 kilometers across Karnataka, touching only our battalions and we refused to take any kind of help from anybody else and we wanted to be self-sufficient. So every day when the, our people used to arrive at any town, the people from the battalion, the family members of the battalion were supposed to welcome us with aarti and uh, mm -hmm. um, uh, traditional welcome and then we planted trees, we visited masjids, mandirs, then we did Swachh Bharat. So it was an attempt to make everybody come together over there. And uh, we had KSRP written all over our body and uh, we, we visited schools also, we spoke to college students. So it was a lot of learning for us and also telling the people of Karnataka that police is very friendly and uh, our uh, motto was Yendendigu Nimmondige means all the time with you or whenever you want we are there with you. Means that could speak on behalf of anybody else over there. Then, uh, as regards fitness was concerned, we did uh, another program exclusively for the girls. This is a 500 kilometer program from Belgaum to Bangalore. Mm -hmm. Even my wife cycled the entire uh, distance over there. We had four uh, young uh, women IS officers who cycled with us. Then uh, we had two women superintendents of police and uh, five inspectors, women inspectors who joined in. And then, nice. So, did it help rebuild the morale of the force, the KSRP? With that was the intention of setting off on this expedition. See, later on, see, women were recruited in KSRP. KSRP right. was basically a male-dominated force because with increase in law and order problems where women were also in the forefront. So uh, when we recruited these women from North Karnataka, these girls came from very, very poor families. Some of these girls couldn't even afford to have a luxury of a toilet also in Sayahawla. So when these girls came with us, we got them trained very well, very sturdy training for them. And uh, these girls, we put them through a lot of adventure sports to build confidence and they did river rafting in uh, Kurg and they did uh, a lot of uh, rock climbing in uh, Badami and then most importantly in Hiriur where the huge lake is there we did a lot of uh, kayaking and uh, river rafting and these girls were not seen a well in their life well properly were jumping into the water just 200 feet deep wow. so such was such was their wow. confidence and we taught them public speaking, we mm. taught them to scream, taught them to shout, so that uh, <laughs> the inner strength of a woman comes out and uh, looking at her, other people should get inspired. So that was what we intended to do. And in KSRP had one more uh, advantage. My wife has always been selling, telling me that you are sitting in a position of authority. You must do something for women's security, women's safety and women's empowerment. To women commandants joined me mm -hmm. in our phone and uh, I requested them that they should command a parade. Early, uh, initially they were a little horrified because commanding a parade means needs a lot of discipline etc. Both these uh, young women IPS officers, they commanded the parade and they earned the appreciation. I really commend their uh, commitment and of course the KSRP is a very disciplined force. They, we all stood behind those two girls. So. It has been a lot of, as you mentioned, uh, uh, empowerment and uh, other area which I am very fond of is empowering the bottom of the pyramid. The bottom of the pyramid anywhere is the strongest and is the safest and they don't mess around. So if you empower them mm -hmm. and if you make them feel important, if you make them feel good, it is always in the interest of the organization. If you try to weaken them, humiliate them, ignore them, we will be doing at great peril. Because if the bottom of the pyramid becomes weaker and weaker, the top cannot last very, very long. 
even as a district DG of KSRP or as a commissioner of police or any hat that I have worn previously, I have always been a proponent that the arm admi or the common person who is the one for whom we all exist should be empowered, should be given his due importance, should be appreciated, should be rewarded and should be skilled, then only any organization or the country will always be very, very strong. That's a wonderful lesson in uh, leadership, Mr. Rao. And uh, talking about leadership, you know, you see a lot of people and a lot of organizations struggling to implement gender equality. But you've been one of the people who've been very comfortable doing it and you've done it very quietly. If I'm right, I think our state has quite a number of uh, women police officers serving currently and even in our city. Yeah, as yes, the yeah. commissioner, you were responsible for putting in a lot of uh, women in senior positions. So, how did you go about doing it? It would be interesting mm -hmm. to learn. When I joined the police force in 1990, there were only two senior women police officers here. Yeah. Uh, the first was uh, Mrs. Jijahari Singh, Mrs. Yeah. Jijahari Singh, who went on to become the director general of police and she retired. Then the uh, other uh, senior officer, a 1982 batch, was uh, Mrs. Prabharao. Mrs. Prabharao went away on uh, deputation to Government of India. Later on, the third woman to join the Karnataka police was my batchmate uh, Savita. Now Savita is in Afghanistan. Then of course today we have a huge number of women officers at all levels. We have women officers at the level of additional DGP, D our D Director General of Police Neelmani Neel Raju Madam, first DGN IGP, woman DGN IGP of the state. And she ran the state very well for uh, two years with a hmm. tough and an iron hand and uh, with uh, on, on, on. So when you look at these uh, achievements. I served under her. I always felt that if a, if a woman is empowered, a family gets empowered and with the family a society gets empowered and the city also gets uh, empowered over there. As a commissioner of police, it was my singular honor that out of the 21 uh, deputy commissioners whom I had, I had about 10 women deputy commissioners. Wow. So they were, they were in the zone, they were in the traffic, they were in uh, intelligence, they were in uh, administration and everywhere. So constantly we have to empower them. Merely recruiting them and giving a job is not enough. We have to ensure that they are physically fit, they are emotionally fit, they are mentally fit by keep giving, by giving them, uh, we can't simply say you must be fit, emotionally fit or physically. We have to keep on creating situations where they willingly embrace this kind of fitnesses willingly embrace emotional fitness, willingly embrace mental fitness, willingly. So if you have sports, parade, etc. and make them participate over there, mm -hmm. even uh, after the childbirth, etc. when they try to, when they tend to put on weight, etc. they fall into this and amazing uh, fitness women have uh, exhibited. I have, uh, we have uh, women uh, personnel who after childbirth also have run races and have beaten men also. Right. Yeah, have, and then uh, we have to keep giving them opportunities over there. Simply making them sit in a police station is not enough. Hmm. Uh, you okay, you be a sentry, you answer a radio call or you take down dictation over there. You have to give them an opportunity to interact, take decisions, face problems. That makes them very, very strong over there. And if a woman is around in a police station, there's a lot of decency that prevails over there. Otherwise, if you leave it into a all men's police station over there, it's complete, becomes mayhem and uh, gender sensitization is not something a fashion that we need to embrace but it is very necessary for a healthy growth of society. 
and also I think one of your uh, the agenda that you had adopted was uh, community policing right. Yeah. So, can you talk a little bit about how effective has it been? See, who is the community? The community is the bottom of the pyramid of a huge uh, nation over there. I have often come across situations as a police officer, as a deputy commissioner in Bangalore city or the superintendent of police. People don't know who their neighbours are. They are so busy, mm -hmm. they are so occupied that they don't know who their neighbours are. That's why we need CCTVs. My grandmother used to make a joke. If women used to be sitting outside their houses, in those days when CCTV was not a word also, she used to say, they are all CCTVs sitting over here. <laughs> so, community policing is a concept which we drove when I was commissioner of police called Hello Neighbour. So, this was an absolutely non-financial uh, project, a project that not only Bangalore city, but any city in the world can take over, mm -hmm. take up. Uh, it is know who is in front of you, who is behind you, who is on the left of you, who is in the right of you, who is above you and who is below you. If you have their names and their telephone numbers, you don't have to disturb them, at least if you really know who is around you, the city becomes much safe, the apartments become much safe, neighborhoods become very, very safe. And I would be, would, uh, when I interacted with the resident welfare associations, I used to tell them, you must celebrate functions together, celebrate uh, puja or celebrate uh, Ganesha, celebrate Christmas or celebrate uh, Eid and uh, invite people together so that you get to know who is who. And if people are connected with each other, they are able to keep a watch on each other, help each other and stand for each other. And that drastically reduces crime. And I have seen as a police officer, Crimes take place in cities only because of anonymity. Hmm. Because I have come across instances where there has been a burglary in progress. Neighbors are watching, but they don't want to call up anybody. See, these things are something which happen over a period of time. You have to sow the seeds of faith that, look, I respect you, I have faith in you. Hmm. That faith and respect has to come out like a seedling and grow. So, trust always begets trust, love begets love and concern begets concern. That is what is the cornerstone of uh, community policing. So, this concept what you mentioned as community policing, we were encouraging more and more people should come for community walk, walk together, celebrate festival, speak to each other, resolve things over there. So, that was the cornerstone of uh, community policing and it spilled over into the communal harmony also over there. Because the, la the one whole year which I had the privilege of being Bangladesh City Police Commissioner, we went through such traumatic roller coaster situations. But because police kept itself connected with the community, we did not have a single instance of even a stone pelting also. You must have seen the CAA and the havoc created by social media with fake news and then the corona pandemic which the police remained connected with the people, connected with the community. So that's why we had absolutely no problems anywhere throughout the whole of the uh, year, which I'm beholden to the people of Bangalore as well as to my younger colleagues. So, you know, from being in charge of the security of the city, you're now in charge of the security of the whole state and it sounds like a very challenging position. Um, please let us know what exactly do you do as head of internal security? We all work under the director general of police. Me and my team, we work in the background. I have several verticals within this department. Uh, to begin with, uh, we do the 
policing of the coast. We have a coastal security police, which you can see that that is a coastal security police. Right. And then uh, we have the uh, anti-Naxal force, mm -hmm. which extends its activities all over the state, wherever Naxal activity is there. And we get inputs from other parts of this uh, country and uh, we act upon them. Then uh, we have the Karnataka State Industrial Security Force, KSISF. I run a center for uh, counter-terrorism called the CCT or the Garuda Force. Then apart from that, within the Internal Security Division, we have uh, a lot of activities which we monitor of uh, terror activities and uh, activities which are detrimental to the interest of the nation. Mm -hmm. That's quite a very mm. extensive portfolio yeah. that you're handling. Exactly. And I for one feel quite safe knowing that there are so many safeguards. And uh, I'm very happy to have this opportunity to interact with you. A police officer who has both sense and sensibility. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much Mr. Thank Rao so much. for so much, hosting us today. So and uh, as usual, until I'm back again next week with another interesting guest, take care and stay safe. Bye-bye. You can also watch the video of this interview on the Raintree Media YouTube channel.